Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now it's time for Mark and Kitchen. Call the show at 401-737-1287. Southern New England Sports Original. 103.7. W-E-E-I. All right, back here in the Martin Kitchen Show, 401-777-1037 is the phone number. 401-777-1037 is the phone number. Merry Christmas to you and yours. I haven't watched, I haven't consumed any Christmas content this year, Kitch. I, I, I've dropped the ball. How about you? No, same here, actually. It was last night. I, I was talking to Liz, and I was like, tomorrow night after we put the kid to bed, like, we got to watch a Christmas movie. I don't know. Yeah. something and her first response was die hard and i was like this is why i love you that's right <laughs> that's exactly right You're so listen, right. we're, we're, we're hosting we're actually hosting um a significant party tonight at our house where it's it's a bunch of people from our town people neighbors people we know through the kids all coming over to our house we never ever host anything it's about 42 people um so i'm i'm completely all over the place right now cuz i i don't host things i'm never be- We've never been in this situation, so I don't even know. Hey, Devin, um, did you get your invitation? No, this is not what for invitation? people outside of the town we yeah. live in. You don't live in town. so Sure, okay. That's too bad. Yeah. I'm sorry. I house is only so I, big. I'm so glad you didn't. Yeah, you don't want to come out to stuff like this. <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, we Ever. tried to position it as like sort of an open house. You know, no pressure. You can come in and out, stay for 20 minutes, have a drink. Um but then we asked for RSVPs, which sort of negates that. So I don't know if people mm. feel pressure to respond. I mean, that's kind of – so whatever. But, I mean, if you have any good must-do party ideas for adults, throw them at me. We're going to have a little beer pong. We're going to have a little – I actually wanted to try to set up a live podcast for the party, but Jen didn't like that idea. I thought that would have been funny, but people would probably be weirded out. You know, it, it, Yeah, it would be too distracting for people, and it, it wouldn't – the payoff wouldn't be worth it. You'd but go through a lot of on. work, and it wouldn't be worth it. The bills are on there. You know, I expect if we're betting, I expect that I do plan to throw a bet down. I expect a big game. I mean, it's always a little dicey when the when the coach gets fired and they're playing for a new coach. There's that little honeymoon. And I'm talking about the Chargers, but they look dead. And the bills have something to play for. I I mean, yeah, the bills are currently out of the playoffs. Um, So they definitely have something to play for. Chargers are going in with. Uh, you know, backup quarterback situation. Keenan Allen's already out for the game. Yeah. Um, just pack it in, Chargers. Pack it in. Pack it in. There's not going to be like a Jeff Saturday, Antonio Pierce, like one, two game blip for them. No, 
Back too late in the season for that, I feel like. You know what I mean? It, it's yeah, whatever. It's you have a little little spike in productivity. Who cares? The season's over, okay? Um, let's talk to Dan and Cranston before we get back to this point I want to make on Bill Belichick. Hey, Dan. I was hoping you were going to make your point first. but uh, Okay, so I'll make okay. the point. The point I All was right. going to make Hold is, Dan. okay, what I'm, what I'm thinking is Bill Belichick and this organization, the thing that gives me hope is that I believe based on where they are organizationally, it's just too perfect of an opportunity to pass up moving on from the head coach at this point based on how they've played, based on how the teams looked. He's had enough time post-Tom Brady. Now you're in a situation where you have arguably a top three pick, if not the number one overall pick. We'll see. You've had, like I said, the five years. You have – this is the time – based on where you are in the draft, which might not come back around, you might end up a little bit better next to, I don't know. Now's the time. Five years, top pick, some quarterbacks to choose from. you got to make this move now. That's the point that I wanted to make and why I do think there is hope, Kitch, that they are going to make the move now. I mean, you're, you're right. It, it is actually set up perfectly for that. Because um, the they could be ready be to make the move and not, he, you know. The only thing that would be more perfect for them is if he already said, yeah, I'm going to retire after this year. It's the only thing that would make it better for them. Um, yeah, right. you're right. It is an ideal scenario. This is, you know, one of the few ways that it's very digestible for a fan base to get rid of a legendary coach is if the wheels fall off at the end. So you're right. I think it's going to be more attractive to the potential candidates. And, I, you know, it's just it's it feels you could have arrived at a point where we were ready to move on from Bill Belichick and the Patriots were in the middle of the draft. And we would still be ready. That's not even as good. This is even better. You got a top pick. You can really attract people. You can move on. The new quarterback and the new coach can come up together. You had enough time. It's not one year after Brady left. It's five. You had time. He's seventy something years old. It's the perfect time. Figure it out. That's that's why I have hope. Hey Dan. Well, I might as well hang up because <laughs> you took everything <laughs> out of my mouth. Um, you asked for it. No, look, I can't remember anything in sports of a scenario where someone was living off the past more than the Patriots are right now. I, I, I just, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's been like five years. That's an eternity. That's an mm -hmm. eternity. And you know, I've been thinking about this. Like I, I don't think Bill Belichick is really even a good coach anymore. Period. Forget the, forget the personnel. Just think of the last few years of, you know, even when they were, Built like eight and nine, seven and ten, and probably even ten and seven. Do it. The special team stinks, right? Mm -hmm. There was, there's been penalties. We've been talking about bad penalties for a couple of years now. Four and years. Now? Like they, yeah. And how many games were they down seventeen nothing? You know, right off the rip, badly prepared. You know, it's just like not, he's not a good coach. Can, am I convinced he can look at film? And come up with a good game plan and scheme on the defensive front. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, he could always do that. He's a Hall of Fame in that department, and you know he can do that if he was ninety. I'm not saying he can't. I just don't think he's that good a coach anymore. And I think so, even with a loaded roster, he wouldn't get the most out of it. I really do. So it, it's interesting you say that. You know, because I think there's plenty of people that still think he's a good coach. Some people even think he's still the best coach in the league, uh, regardless whether or not you think he's still a good coach or not, you have to acknowledge he's not the coach he was. Mark and I have talked about this, you know, 
I think a few months ago, we were talking about this, asking the questions like, when's the last time you saw that in-game genius move from Bill Belichick? It's been years, years. And we used to get like one or two of them every season. And we haven't seen those kind of moments in a very long time from him. Well, wait a minute. Um, Just to play devil, to be fair, would you consider, remember the blocked punt from uh, Schooler? That was kind of a nifty little maneuver. Was that an in-game genius move by Bill? I'm just trying to, I don't know. You know what? That's a fair question. I, I don't know. I don't think I would put it up there, but. You know, fair. Okay, so let's say let's say it is. That's one in four years. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, the genius. Uh, you can't moves... take a... Go ahead, Dan. I mean, you, you can't take away what he's accomplished. Okay, and, and I'm not trying to do that, but I'm sorry. I have eleven eleven full years now of a guy who's going to be. Ten to twelve games under five hundred. All right, that that mm-hmm. I'm not going to ignore that anymore. That is that is a crapload of games. Eleven years. All right, you just can't ignore it. And uh, people six Super Bowl, blah blah blah, go go go, blah 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 blah. But for the other part of it, that just to me makes him just one of the greats, not the greatest. Okay, we just have to get past that. He's not much better than probably Jimmy Johnson, Tom Landry, Chuck Knoll, all of them. You know what I mean? He just yeah. maximized his biggest window. That's the way I look at him. He's not the GOAT. He's one of the GOATs. That's the way I see it. You know, even Bill, Bill Parcells, who had two Super Bowls, right? What did he – four teams, the Giants, the Jets, the Patriots, the Cowboys. He all made them relevant. He made them win. Bill Belichick has done it once. For a long time, with, to- but he with is the one sucked. guy, with yeah, right, and he is sucked outside of that. You yep. can't ignore it anymore. People just can't get over six Super Bowls, and I get it. But whatever. Happy Merry birthday, Christmas, Mark! Happy holidays, Thanks, guys. Merry Christmas. Take care, guys. Listen, just to, to further Dan's point. Okay. Yeah. Um, just a couple things. Number one, this, we've been saying this. I know I've been saying this for a long time, Ben. Bill Belichick, the goat, that coach is not applicable now because some of the things, the strengths that made him the GOAT aren't in play. The managing of greatness, the way he played off Brady, none of that is in play. So all of those characteristics that he put forth, they're not in play anymore. The The way to phrase this, and this will be represented in some of the, the end of Belichick content that I produce that's inevitable, you know, Bill Belichick, he's not the great, like, I, I'm convinced he's not the greatest head coach of all time. But what I would say he has earned, earned the greatest resume of any head coach in the history of the NFL. I think that is fair to say. Do you disagree with that? He has earned the greatest resume in the history of the NFL as a head coach. Okay. Um, let me ask you. If you don't think he's the greatest head coach of all time, who do you think he is? Because if you're taking him off that top of the top of the list, you've got to be replacing him with someone. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I, probably, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know who's the greatest head coach of all time. Maybe, um, I guess Bill Walsh. Maybe I, I don't. Okay. I don't know. No, that's fair. That's fine. I, I, you know, I was looking for an, any number of names. You could have named like six different guys, and I've been like, okay, at, at least I understand where you're coming from. Um, I still, yes, he had Tom Brady, but Bill Walsh only won with Joe Montana. Chuck Noll only won with uh, Terry Bradshaw. 
Vince Lombardi only won with Bart Starr. Jimmy Johnson only won with Troy Aikman. Any one of those guys you want to say is the greatest of all time. Uh, you know, Andy Reid's only won with Mahomes. I know he got there with, with McNabb, but he didn't win. Let me ask you a question. Every oh, Let me finish this. Every one of those guys that you're going to name as the greatest of all time, unless his name is Joe Gibbs, which I'm not saying he is, um, you know, Bill Belichick did exactly what they did, did it for longer, did it for more, and did it for better. So it's like, okay, you're going to name Bill Walsh. Bill Walsh won three with Montana. Well, Bill Belichick doubled that. Yeah. So I, I like I'm still going to call him the greatest head coach of all time, and I will still say he kind of sucked without Tom Brady, and he was made by Tom Brady in a lot of ways. However, yeah. all of them are. All of them are. He just did it better and longer than the rest of them. So I'm still going to put him at the top of the mount. Which needs to be yes, because then you get into the conversation. You know, then you're talking about the stuff. You know. Bill Russell has more rings and all these things, but Michael Jordan was the widely viewed as the greatest basketball player of all time or whoever take your, you know, LeBron James, neither of them had the amount of rings Russell has, mm -hmm. but not many people view Russell overall as the greatest basketball player in the history of the NBA. So then you get kind of into a conversation like that, but let me just ask you a question. And if you're really being fair and I want you to be fair, Okay. okay. If you had to think, if you if you had to start over a franchise, the Chargers say, you're starting over. You get the Chargers, and you mm -hmm. need to to completely hit the reset button. And you can have any coach in their prime, in their prime, to get that team back to relevance quickest. That's what your goal is. You got to get back to relevance within a, however many years, X years. And I'm gonna give you two names. Would you rather have prime Bill Belichick, and you'd have confidence that he could get them back to relevance? or prime Bill Parcells? Who would you rather have? I knew have you were going to say that, and it's a great question because I'm taking prime Bill Parcells. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's just so in your face. The Giants, then the Patriots, then the Jets. Kitch, I honestly think, and, and granted, give Bill Belichick credit because he did do this and then, more importantly, found a way to make it work for 20 years. But I seriously think Bill Parcells, was and nobody really does. I mean, do people really talk about Bill Parcells as the greatest of all time? Does he enter that conversation ever? No, he really not doesn't, really. and I think he should. But not really. Okay, I I truly believe he was one friggin' draft pick away from being the greatest head coach of all time. One, if he if he had committed to Peyton Manning in 1997, and Manning went to that Jets team. I think Parcells would have ended up the greatest head coach of all time. That is not talked about nearly enough. And based on everything I've read in that Gary Myers book specifically, where he he specifically says Archie and he had Parcells on the phone, Archie Manning, they just wanted confirmation. And Parcells was too, I mean, he could say now that he would have drafted Manning. And guess what? He probably would have in 1997. But he didn't express, he didn't get down and, and kiss the ring of Archie enough, which I get it. You don't want to be in that position. But I don't know. If you want Peyton Manning, I, it might have been worth it in that moment there to just be a little bit more expressive of your feelings. 
and let them know how you feel about the player so he comes out and you can draft him. If he had made if if that had happened to the Jets or for the Jets and Parcells married Manning in 97, I mean, they get Curtis Martin, they already had Keyshawn Johnson. That that organization, they had a defensive culture. They could have done whatever they wanted in that organization. He would have been already coming off of two Super Bowls with the Giants, a Super Bowl and a resurrection job with the Patriots. If he won two or three with Manning and the Jets, the guy would have been the greatest head coach of all time. And, and who knows how long they would have been together. It's a fascinating thing. And I think that's what really shifted uh, not just Parcell's career, but the Patriots, the, the NFL. All That was a huge moment in NFL history. Yeah, I mean, we can play the what-if game with Bill, with Belichick. We can play with a bunch of different guys. Yeah, you, know, you can play it. with Don Shula. We haven't even talked about him as being one of the greatest head coaches of all time. He had, what, five different quarterbacks lead him to a Super Bowl appearance? Four or five? Was it that many? Yeah. Uh, he had Earl, Earl Morrill. Actually, I think Earl Morrill kind of did it twice. Morrill, Greasy, um, Marino, and yeah. then the guy in 82, Don Strock, I think it yeah. was. You know what's funny? And this is disrespectful. And I don't. I shouldn't even bring it up, but it's it's reality. And I thought it. And I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna tell you what I thought. Mm-hmm. You know how uh, during the Belichick press conferences, sometimes yeah. he goes off on those tangents, those diatribes about the past and the history of the game and what he learned. And people get all like, you know, lubed up for his historical all this crap. I find really boring, honestly. Um, but people like it when Bill goes on and on about some historical part of the game or something that he used to see. Well, he did it yesterday, I guess, when he talked about his time with the Broncos. Yeah. And again, this is disrespectful. But I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, if the guy really isn't as good of a coach as people kind of, you know, his goat shine has worn off and he's kind of getting exposed and all these different things, which I'm not saying he is. But if that's the way, if that's reality right now, and he's not the goat of all time and he's not as good of a coach as people think or whatever you want to say, then who really gives a rip about what he has to say from 1978 and the evolution of the 3-4 defense. Especially, the, the reason that would even be an argument as to being fascinating is because it's coming from the greatest head coach of all time. If he's not the greatest head coach of all time and he's just a, you know, a coach or a good coach or one of the good, then why? that's even less interesting to me. And it was just kind of, maybe we re- need to reshape how we think of these diatribes that Bill Belichick goes on about the historical aspect of the game. That- yeah, but on the media side, you know, and I've done this with Bill before too, where it's like, ask him a question that you know he will talk about just to get him talking. Yeah, I get it. So I like, get I, you know, I used to tell the guys like, hey, bring up, you know, bring up Mark Bavaro if you want yeah. to talk about Gronk in comparison or something like that just to get him talking. If he's in that weird little shell where he's not really answering questions, that's one avenue. Bring up Lawrence Taylor. Bring up some of these other guys. Again, that's what you would do just to get him talking. So, you know, maybe the next question or the two questions later, he might actually kind of answer. See, here's another thing that questions, I, I don't know, calls into question his ability to, I don't want to say adapt to the modern game, um, but I don't know, connect with this team or have a feel for the sense of what – the whole Malik Cunningham thing is interesting because a lot of people came out and really had feelings about Malik Cunningham not getting a chance and then getting taken by the Ravens off the practice squad. Um, 
You know, if you're Bill Belichick, yeah, I agree with that. I think you should have gone to Cunningham, especially if you're Bill Belichick. Now, for me, I'm almost glad he didn't because I don't think Malik Cunningham's the answer, okay? I don't think he was going to be – He, I thought he would have offered a spark. I thought he could have helped you win some games in the now, but I don't think long-term he was an answer. And if, you're that, if that's the case, don't waste time winning games now that are going to take you nowhere. Get to the top of the draft and get the actual guy that's going to be able to take you places. But it was interesting to see how some of the Patriots reacted to Cunningham. And for the sake of Bill, you're talking about the record. If, if that's the case, you should have put his ass in there. Saw, you know, See if he could win you some games. And maybe you wouldn't have ended up at the bottom of the league. And the team could have rallied around and been invigorated by this young kid who's finding a way to make a bunch of plays all over the field. You know, like a, a Tommy DeVito type of thing. Sort of. Maybe. I think it's, it, it's frustrating because not that they lost him or not that they ultimately decided he wasn't the answer. What's frustrating is you spent all that time trying to make him a wide receiver. You have such bad judgment when it comes to wide receivers over the last few years. You're trying to turn him into a wide receiver where it's like, you know what? Maybe he can actually give us advantage if he plays quarterback. Is he going to be a better wide receiver than these other guys? Likely no. Could he give you a different look as a quarterback? Absolutely. Would he have been very good? I doubt it. But it would have been different than Mac. It would have been different from Bailey. And it might have given a little bit of a spark to the offense. The second you saw Mac Jones, you know, going out of his mind where he was melting down and making mistakes that were inexcusable for an NFL quarterback to be making, that's when you should have prepped Malik Cunningham, if you're, especially if you're Bill Belichick and you want that wins record and you want to be – I mean, nobody thinks that Bill wants to tank and get the number one pick. You know, we all th- – especially if you go back a month. That's all what he wanted. He wanted to win games. The Bailey Zappi thing, you should have taken Mac out sooner. And you should yeah. never have gone to Zappi. I mean, you cut Zappi earlier in the year. You never should have gone to him. I know he's had some good halves here and there. You should you should have seen what Malik Cunningham well, you kept had. Bringing, you kept signing quarterback after quarterback and letting yeah. him go and bringing, uh, you know, another guy back and then bringing in a different guy and then bringing a previous guy back and just no just real plan. Cunningham, he made plays. No he was plan doing at that position. You put all your eggs in the Mac Jones basket, which is a bad basket to begin with, and you had no backup. It's just, I mean, you were in a point where you were at a point where you should have tried to add that spark and maybe make the team fun and, and, and energize them again. And you had a t- an opportunity, a perfect opportunity to do it. You went Especially since the defense is good. Yeah. The defense is pretty good. Again, I'm, I'm glad they didn't because they, pr- they might have ended up back in the middle or, you know, the ninth pick or something like that if they had found a little rhythm and won a couple games. But I, if I he was Bill, have, he could have won them a game, right? I think yeah. we could all agree he could have won them a game. Yeah, just by being an athlete. But you also never know if the, if the team is energized a little bit more. You know, I think they were yeah. giving it their best uh, for Mac or for Bailey Zappi. But if they really wanted to see what this kid could do, and he was able to break off a couple runs that really added some fire to the team, I think that might have maybe won them another game. I, I just. 
they missed the opportunity there. They've had a lot of missteps in that regard. And I, I don't know if he had a great feel for his team in that moment either. Um, and yeah, it just comes back to it's time, man. It's being time. And it also makes me think about based on what's going on in the NFL and some of the other things around the NFL kitsch. What is an elite quarterback? And ideally, what's the type of quarterback the Patriots are going to go after and need to attain? And, and when we get back, I just want to put out for you and have you react to what my definition of an elite quarterback versus a game manager is and what it means and how that applies to today's NFL. I just want to put that out there for you to react to when we get back. It's the Martin Kitchen Show, 103.7 WEEI. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 